Hey folks, how's it going? Jovan Hutton Pulitzer here. Thank you for joining me for tonight's program. Consider this an encore. We had so many people that just went nuts for my two guests that are going to be joining us this evening. Two great American heroes that are making a difference in Arizona. Arizona is the tipping point, I believe, for the rest of the country. Arizona and the people in Arizona fighting for this republic is what I believe is going to help us all save the United States of America. And we're going to have more of it this evening. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to take, uh, I'm going to throw at the guys some uh, clips that are going around, get their comments on it, and then get a quick update of what's going on. And then I'm going to open the program to you to ask your questions. Of course, folks, you know, I record uh, Cut the Crap, 7 a.m., 7 p.m., seven days a week. You can watch me on Facebook, also as LinkedIn, Twitch, Telegram, Twitter, Gitter, Rumble, Clout Hub, uh, and I'm probably forgetting some others, but hey, it's where you can watch and tune in. And by the way, shout out to all my listeners on Real Talk FM 93.3. So on tonight's program, we're going to have a, a just kind of a hyphenated format because I want it all to be about content. If you have doubting family members, or if you have family members or fellows that have called you conspiracy theorists, ping them, share this. It's a one-finger war. I know you want to give them this finger. It's a one-finger war by share, 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 share. That's how we do this, folks. We've got to get in their face and let them know we're not going to stand for it anymore because every time they mix culture, race, and American politics, we just go to hell in a handbasket. So get ready, folks. It's going to be an interesting evening. It's going to be very informative. Pile on. Let's get going. Here we go. Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused, emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. He's known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey, folks, how's it going? Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer here. You know, we've been talking about ballot mules, and I want to welcome all the crap cutters to the program, folks. We're all friends and family here. It's not fans, and we're all here to cut this crap. Uh, joining me, right? We've got Gary again and David again, Gary Garcia Snyder and David Lara. Hey there, fo folks. How's it going uh, your way in Arizona? And I'm I'm sure your phone is ringing off the wall. Actually, it is. And uh, like I mentioned a little while ago, I just got off the phone with uh, the Washington Post. Did about an hour interview there. Now, as far as am I very happy right now? No, I'm so-so because the outcome of yesterday's uh, hearing this woman got uh, a class six felony, class six felony, which is the lowest of the felonies. That's uh, if I remember what a class six felony is, that's like uh, crossing the street sideways while chewing gum, right? <laughs> well, just about. But a class six felony is just one small skip away from a misdemeanor. One small skip away, and that's that's the lowest of the of the uh, of felonies, which is sad. 
she should have gotten a four, class four at least. Absolutely. What 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 would have been the difference? I mean, is is it just going to be she plead out? Is that why she got a class six because she plead out? What well, do you think? All, all the indicators uh, point that direction. It looks like she handed over, of course, some names. We won't know this until probably another week or two. I, I hope right. that's the case because there's several uh, people that are still being interviewed here in, in, in San Luis. The AG is still right. doing the work here. So I, I imagine in the end here in San Luis, they interviewed 30, 40 people. So, so there will be more indictments. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Absolutely. So the difference between a six and a four, if they would have called it a class four, would she have served time? Yes, that is exactly it. There's no way around it. She would have, uh, although the judges always have that discretion to to go soft, but it's very difficult for a judge to uh, not, not send somebody to jail with class four. Yeah. Gary, was it because the judges are chicken shit or because they're just don't want to be the first ones to convict? What's going on? Well, first off, thank you very much, Joanne, and everyone watching. You know, AG needs a cup to crack. There you go. Let's go to the point. You know, in 2020, obviously this happened in the primary. A few right. days later, he had everything he needed to basically, on its own, be sent to the grand jury. But he waited until December of 2022 in the 2020 election right. to uh, get to indictments. The same one count each of ballot abuse, which is what she got at the end of the day. Then in January, she put forgery and a few other ones that are count four and five, which are guaranteed jail. So at the end of the day, they took two years to get the same plea bargain that they could have given him from the beginning. Wasted taxpayer money. Doesn't matter people's votes. You know, he didn't care. He sold out our, our counties in our state, but most importantly, our nation. Correct. I, most people are upset at Brnovich. Listen, I'm, I, I know you're Lamont folks. Fine. I can see it behind it, whatever. I want to play a video, though, that I saw uh, of another candidate. But I thought this was interesting. Now, this is not an endorsement in any way, but I think it's a very interesting comment on Brnovich. Right. Watch this and let me know what you think. Blake Masters, one of the leading candidates in Arizona's August 2nd GOP Senate primary, told the Star News Network why he believes one of his opponents, Arizona Republican Attorney General Mark Brnovich, did not secure his state's 2020 election. I actually think that Mark Brnovich, the Attorney General in Arizona, I think he wanted President Trump to lose in 2020. The former president of Teal Capital said Brnovich was gaming the election so that he could have a smoother path for a Senate run in the 2022 midterms. I think it's because Brnovich is a selfish career politician. Okay, he wanted to run for office in 2022 because he's termed out of being AG. And he knew, you know, he's not a dumb man. He's just kind of a, a, a political hack, but he knew that you do better in an off year. After the 2020 election, Bronovich acted like a man rejoicing over Joe Biden's reported win in Arizona, he said. He wanted Joe Biden so that he could try to win office in 2022. And I know this because he went on Fox News days after the 2020 election while Arizona was still counting ballots. You can watch the clip. And he gleefully predicted that President Trump would fall short in Arizona. He gleefully predicted that Biden would win. 
and I think he was just confessing his own biases here. Even after the election, the Arizona Attorney General has not acted on the findings of the Maricopa County audit, nor any of the other exhibits of proof of election irregularities in the state, Masters said. He's had evidence for months. The state uh, Senate, God bless him, they, they did an audit and they dumped all those results on Brnovich's desk. So he's got all the evidence, he's got all the investigative power, and he doesn't care because he likes the way it went down. I really think he's that establishment. Speaking more broadly, the graduate of Stanford Law said voters are still always approaching him with their concerns about 2020. People come to me and they say, Blake, doesn't Brnovich watch this? Why isn't he prosecuting anybody? What's he doing? Why don't they care about us? And it's really frustrating to, to hear, but I agree with them. The 2020 election was not free and fair. I have a big problem with it. we got to get to the bottom of what happened. Otherwise, there's no election integrity. Reporting for the Star News Network, Neil W. McCabe, Scottsdale, Arizona. So here's my question, gentlemen. I had actually forgot the point that I saw Brnovich on Fox News as all this is going on right after the election saying, well, it's not going to really matter anyway because Donald Trump's not going to pull it off. What do you think about those comments and, and the fact that he was just not going to do anything to lift his finger because he felt it would help Donald Trump? Well, I'll go first with that answer. We can tell you personally, you know, through our eyes and through the video, what we took, we knew there was fraud. Dave has known it for a long time and he's lived it. I lived it recently in that election. So I knew there was fraud. So when it took that long, we know something's not right. And then when he came out the next day saying there was no fraud, this is the cleanest in Arizona. And then all these other uh, Fox News stuff, me personally, I think he had some, uh, a different agenda, special interest. Correct, correct. I agree. David, what do you think? Well, something just not right because how can you be a, the, the attorney general and you still don't you still don't have all the evidence because everything's coming in and you're already you're already deciding. You're already basically giving him a free pass saying, Yeah, he won, where you're still acquiring evidence every day. I, I wouldn't turn the pass behind because the right will work that way. Now you also have to remember that uh, Doug Ducey, the governor of Arizona. Uh, it was it, in Arizona. It's the attorney general, the the governor, and the secretary of state that they have to sign off all three to actually uh, verify an election. Once they sign off on it, it's done. It's sealed. It's all right. So at Brunovich or Ducey, one of them could have said, "No, there's something wrong here. We can't sign off until we we see what happened and investigate." But they they were quick uh, to, to sign off on it. So that that makes me suspicious. I, uh, here's the issue I have, gentlemen, and we haven't discussed this, so I'm kind of dropping it on you new. But the issue I have when I think about the process it goes through, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, all of those guys came out and they started repeating this 2,089,500 some odd, you know, votes and that Biden won. And then the county of Maricopa said that they needed an extra Day. 10 days to count the votes. But all of these guys were still continually <clears throat> confirming that, hey, uh, Biden won. And so ABC, NBC, CBS, we get through the 7th, 8th, and 9th. Uh, we found out they were counting less ballots after the election, even though they said they needed 10 days. They weren't counting them all. Then come along the 20th, the Board of Supervisors certified the vote, and they certified it 
on November 20th, and, and they too came out with this number of 2089500 and change. Then we get to the 30th of the month, and the 30th of the month, of course, Katie Hobbs and your Governor Ducey, they too certify the vote at 2089000 and change. And they need to do that because on the morning of the 8th, the morning of the 8th, they are supposed to return uh, their results to the Electoral College so it can be certified in Washington, D.C. However, we found out by looking at how the ballots were processed and everything that they all certified this, and there were still about 200,000 ballots that had yet to be scanned in. But more importantly, even after the state certified it, Ducey and Hobbs, and they got it to the Electoral College, only after that point, on the 8th and the 9th, they processed 118,000 ballots and change. How could they certify this election when the machines show they still hadn't counted them all? I'll let you take the first one. First of all, when, when we talk about when we talk about the, the, the Dominion machines or whatever machine, I, I'm not a computer whiz. I'm still uh, I'm the old flip phone kind of a guy. Not a problem. Now, with with the audit, the the liaison was Ken Ben, who was a right. secretary of state in 2010, the one I mentioned before. Right. He brought to the Department uh, of Justice here to the San Luis. Now, I, I talked to him right after the the audit there. And I was telling him that I didn't agree the way they were doing certain things because the fraud is before it gets to the Dominion machines. That's not, right. Now when it runs through it. And what he told me is they didn't find a smoking gun. Sure, they found some things here, some things there. The problem that, that he did find, and everybody agrees, is that Fontes, which was the, the recorder of Maricopa County at that time, actually allowed over 100,000 ballots to be counted without signature verification. Right. That right there is a big, huge red flag that should have stopped the certification of the election for the state of Arizona. Absolutely. See, I have problems with this gentleman. I'm putting it on my screen. You can actually see it there. These are the ballots as they were run. Mm -hmm. okay. And you're looking at it. The first runs of ballot that they actually ran was on October 10th. They ran 1,189 ballots. This is all the telemetry of the batches. But I just want to call your attention over to the very end of this document. My and you can so. you can see as it goes all the way to the end, and we get to December eighth and ninth. Correct. They still had a hundred and eighteen thousand ballots that had not gone into the system, and even after they went in, there no. were still one thousand eight hundred and twelve more votes than they even certified on the thirtieth. Correct. That's how bad this is, folks. Mm -hmm. Now I know what Ken Bennett said, and I've been very vocal about. Ken Bennett and maybe his acumen, I don't know. I have no idea how or why people miss this, but it's plain as day to see the numbers were front loaded. There's your front loading right there. Mm -hmm. When you see the blue for Biden, I, I mean, they batched these things in, but as you can see, they were processing 144,000 ballots, 130,000 ballots, 140,000 ballots. Well, this right. black dotted line here is election day. But if after you go past that line, all of a sudden they get one big batch at, a, at 137, but then it's 7,000 ballots, 5,000, no, none for two days. And they piddle along. They totally piddle along. Mm. What did they need these extra days for, gentlemen? Well, what were they doing in these extra days? This is what I think. This is what I think. 
I think that there are a lot of people that knew what was going on that could have stopped it and they didn't. But I think it's just lack of backbone because yes. can, can you imagine, you imagine all of a sudden you decertify an election or you just don't certify it. And here are the Democrats already uh, waving the victory flag. Right. And you reign on their parade. Can you imagine? I mean, all hell would break loose. Now, Absolutely. And, and, and they, they call us Republicans, you know, radicals for the you know, uh, January 6th. But in reality, when it comes to protests, Democrats are a lot more vicious. They are very, very brutal and vicious. So I think a lot of the times elected officials in a position of power that can stop something like this, they're afraid to make the right call and the right decision. And they allow, they allow the theft to continue just to kind of just let things just slide. I'll put it to you that way. See, I'm trying, I'm still, I struggle with it every day. I talk, I spend a lot of my time with attorneys or whatever, different counsels, different cases, cases there in Arizona. And when we go through this, I, I try to ask myself, how did people in the audit not catch this glaring issue? How do you how do you accept an excuse we needed 10 more days to count when they count they counted the equivalent of what they would count in one day over those 10 days? I don't get it, but I don't get why people are not speaking up. And you said no backbone. I think it's probably down by their pelvis, but it's a little more in the front. They don't have any cojones to actually defend the United States of America. Gentlemen, I want to get your comment on a few things. Your work, and I want to remind everybody, folks, I just want to remind you something real quick. If it was not for these gentlemen calling this out and David's work over two decades, knowing this was going on, trying to get somebody to pay attention to them, some of the same people in the audit or that you've seen on TV and then the Senate, they just couldn't get any traction. I think it was just political theater and they didn't pay attention to it. And finally, David goes out and Gary, they get evidence. They give it to Bernovich, who again ignored it until finally they met the folks at True the Vote. And Catherine and Greg did something about it, which is why we have now seen 2,000 mules. Gentlemen, I want to show you the result of your dedication and work. Number one, you know, we know that the Associated Press, I talked about it on my program earlier this morning, the Associated Press has now come out and acknowledged that there was ballot trafficking, there was something going on and something's wrong. But I'm telling you, if America goes down, the world goes down. I want to show you what's going on. I'm going to get your comments. I'm going to show you four clips, and then we're going to open it to questions from the audience. I want to show you what is going on in Europe. Most people have no idea. But 2,000 Mules has helped break through this. There's going to be a flood of more information coming. But, gentlemen, here's a direct result of your work. This is European Parliament talking about what you helped occur. Look at this. Today I'm talking to Nicolas Fest, who's a member of the European Parliament yes. and chairman of the AFD faction in the Parliament. We saw the screening of 2000 Mules, but it's a documentary that um, shockingly uh, gives evidence, exposes voter fraud uh, during the 2020 presidential elections in the USA. Well, how credible do you think that this voter fraud really is? I think it's very credible. I mean, um, as you said, um, they are given evidence and they are really going step by step and checking on, um, or, yeah, checking on every 
potential uh, denial of these uh, 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 possible fraud. And I think you know they made clear that there is no way in doubting that there um, that this election has been rigged, and so um, I think it's waterproof. And that is really, as you said, it's shock. It's really shocking, because if uh, the yeah, the leading Western democracy is um, you know is not. Uh, foolproof, you know, or its election isn't foolproof anymore, then um, we have a big problem there. So, gentlemen, this is monumental. Nicholas Fist, uh, which was on screen left, he is the chairman of the AFD in Parliament. That's their large uh, democracy, what we would call patriots, and Germany of all places. And then you have Marshal de Graaf. Uh, Marshal de Graaf is in Un uh, European Parliament. He ha actually heads up the Forum for Democracy uh, of the European Union. Uh, most of these people I know, as when I got into this, it's also because I sat on the board of the Gold Institute of International Strategy. And even at that time, even before we got into the election, everybody was worried about what, what was going on. Now, this is a result of your work, gentlemen. If you wouldn't have screamed for as long as you screamed and got some traction, Europe wouldn't be talking about this. Uh, Gary, why don't you comment first, and then David, you go. Well, first off, it's nice to see other countries you know, validate our, our work, me and David's work, but most importantly, it's a combined work. You know, It's right. not just me and David, it's true to the vote. It's the American <laughs> people willing to stick up and have a backbone. So me... Listening to this, they're very smart people, not because of their own apartment, because they're very smart because they, if it doesn't talk about it before and then it's going to arise, it'll be in the European Parliament. We want them to be safe because we don't want them to have the same issues we're having here in the United States. You know, it's Absolutely. a worldwide event. Right. And they're sheltered. They get a lot more wild news than we do. They're sheltered from anything conservative. David, how does that clip make you feel? Wow, it's it's it's, a, it's amazing. I mean, I, I I almost don't know what to say, but what I will say is all the pieces. It, my my twenty two years of work, it all came together via, because it, I think the, all the stars aligned. Let me put it to you this way: my twenty two years of work, and then all of a sudden, God sends Gary Snyder. Right. Right. That's the second piece, and then God sends Catherine and Greg into the boat. Absolutely, and amen. So I think. All of us Americans, we were doing our thing, but we were separated. We didn't know each other. Right. Once we hooked up, then, then we became a team. And, and this is the result. So it just it just goes to prove when somebody doesn't give up and we stick together as Americans, that's the secret. We stick together as Americans. When when egos decide, that that's that's not good. That's not good. And so I mean, yeah, twenty-two years, but it wouldn't have happened without the new kid on the block. And it wouldn't have happened without Catherine and Greg and Dinesh. I mean, everything came into place for a reason. Absolutely. And things don't happen just, just out of the blue. Not That's at all. There was a divine hand exactly, in it. Absolutely. Exactly. I want to show you a comment that just popped up in chat. I have no idea if it's real or not. I, I don't. I want to know if y'all know anything about this. Gino posted in Twitch that Tony Reyes, the chairman of Yuma County Board of Supervisors, executive director of the Committee, Din, Estar, whatever nonprofit has reportedly left the country. I'll talk about a little about that. Uh, yes, after he, one of his employees, Gloria Torres, which is a 
in charge of his uh, committee enrollment. Um, she got served with a warrant. They uh, took her electronics. They also escorted her to her house and do her. Wait, 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 go back. They served her with a warrant and hooked her to electronics. Took her electronics. Took her electronics. Okay, I thought oh, you were oh, saying wow. like an ankle oh. bracelet. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Well, you can't GPS that, right? Obviously. And then right there, she went to her house and they took some electronics as well. Uh, the lady itself was already <clears> eight <throat> months before fingerprinted by between the sheriffs and the AGs. You know, these are the type of people that are in our area. That are she's a city council member and a school board member at the same time, but yet on the payroll of the nonprofit. Right. Do you think this guy actually left the country? Have y'all heard that? This is what I think. I've known this guy for many, many years. I've been snapping at his heels for 22 years. And every time there's heat, he all of a sudden goes on a vacation. And then he comes back when the heat blows over. So this is very common. This is very, very common. So he didn't leave the country forever. Interesting. He just, he just left for a few days, waiting for kind of things mellow out, and then he comes back. Interesting. Okay, I want to keep on playing you some of the European Union. Folks, get ready thinking about your questions. We're going to do uh, uh, three one-minute clips. I'm going to get uh, more of this commentary. Uh, these are, again, Nicholas Vest, chairman of the AFD in Parliament, and then uh, Marcel de Graaf, uh, European Parliament Forum, Forum for Democracy, discussing, they had just, they just watched, you're, they're at Parliament, and they had all just watched 2,000 Mules. They're discussing it. Here we go. The uh, documentary shows that the uh, voter fraud really tipped the, the, the balance, the results of the election in favor of Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, um, having seen this, um, I mean, I think we should, um, we should really uh, see uh, or have a closer look at, uh, at the figures. I mean, what they claimed are claims, but I, I think it was very plausible and convincing. And, um, and there is a high uh, plausibility that um, if or without these uh, voter fraud, uh, Joe Biden wouldn't have been elected um, president of the U.S., but Donald Trump would be still in office. And um, that is a very worrying um, idea. Um, not that Trump would be in, in office, but that um, big Western countries are, uh, yeah, that it's possible to, to rig elections in uh, big or, you know, um, the biggest Western countries. Now, that's a big deal. Yes, it is. Saying clearly that they believe, looking at this evidence, that it was definitely rigged and it was rigged for Joe Biden. David, you go first. Comments on that piece? Well, if we remember... Right after the election was stolen, the different presidents around the world were congratulating Joe Biden, except Lopez Obrador, the Mexican president. Do you remember that? Lopez Obrador actually ran for president several times, and it was stolen from him, just like Trump. So he knew how voter fraud works, and he said, I'm not going to congratulate Joe Biden until everything's over. And, and he said that because I've, I've lived the voter fraud, and there's something not wrong here. So I think from somebody who has lived it, like a president from Mexico, if he said it, now the world's paying attention. And, and I think that's part of what it is discrediting uh, Joe Biden and the world is looking at the United States like weaklings, that we shouldn't be weaklings. And it's all because of the president we have. Absolutely. Gary, any comment on that clip? Well, we are, as a Western states, you know, in the United States, we're, we're looked upon as leadership. Right. Modern times, culture, you know, you see people 
coming into the United States illegally or whatever. You don't see them going to other countries. Other countries are beautiful and their democracy is, is great, but everyone wants to be in the United States. So when you have foreign countries saying that the United States is weak, and not just in the aspect of the voting, but in the weak of the political realm, that's, that hurts us here at home. You know, our hearts as Americans, you know, we don't, we're not that for that. We're strong, proud, and united. Absolutely. Here's clip number three. And now we, 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 we don't really see uh, a, a, a strong response from the uh, government, uh, the federal government in the United States. Still, this um, documentary had a very, very big exposure. Millions and millions of people already saw it. Um, what do you think is the, the consequence of that? What, is, what does it do with the confidence that you can have in, in, in your government? Oh, I mean, the confidence uh, now uh, lays in pieces and is shattered. And I think, um, but I mean, you know, uh, it's somehow, uh, it's not really, really surprising that the Biden administration is not doing anything. I mean, you know, they would somehow uh, torpedo their own uh, government and uh, yeah. their own stance. So um, this is the problem with this election fraud that um, the the party who profits from it won't do anything against it. There you go. The party who profits from it won't do anything exactly. against it. That's exactly. You're not going to turn yourself in. No. Absolutely. I'm telling you, these people are discussing it. And I'm telling you, the work that all of you have done, everybody in election integrity that has started, is making every one of these countries pay attention. Most people are only now finding out that this is an issue. Now, what you're not hearing about in the United States, because they can't talk about it, is all of these European countries that also had elections, every one of them had problems. And the United States doesn't talk about that because it would lend credence that there is this big, bad cabal. Uh, let me give you a preview of what's happened in Germany and what's going on. You're, familiar, you're from Germany. You're familiar, familiar with the German uh, situation. Do you think that this voter fraud or election fraud, that it's limited just to the United States or some uh, banana republics, or is it also something that uh, can happen in the EU and, and actually can happen in a country like Germany? I think it can happen in most countries. Um, it has happened in Germany, definitely. Um, we have seen the last election um, that was, we had the federal election on the same day we had the uh, election uh, to the Parliament of Berlin. And um, this is now being questioned. And, um, you know, as far as I see and what we have heard, um, now there, this election might be um, rehearsed and we have to do it another time um, because even the most ardent uh, defenders of um, the election have found out that um, this election can't be considered valid. We had uh, constituencies where we had 170% more votes than voters and um, even deceased people could vote and have voted. Does that sound familiar? Did you catch they are redoing Correct. their election? Yeah. 
That is correct. Right. Right. This work in America fighting this battle made people all over the world pay attention. And all of this is in this cascading watershed moment. And it basically, you know, I've, I've always told people, this is about we the people activating. You know, David and Gary, you activated. And in your activation, you met other citizens, Catherine, uh, you know, Greg, who have their own uh, abilities and resources, and they activated this is all about people activating. And in this act uh, activation, these other countries are going, holy smoke, we've been caught up in this too. And they're taking a look because they know there's so many, I mean, I have tons of international viewers, um, Germany being one of the top countries, they know something's wrong. And I've always said, literally, literally, let America vote again, because we could actually just redo a vote. What do you think about uh, Germany waking up and actually redoing their election? Well, first off, I'm glad that they understand that election is the biggest issue. We're trying to make sure that the United States understand any of the issues you bring up, the biggest issue is voting. And we're glad we applaud them for that, because at the end of the day, like he said, the one that did it, the cheat, they're not going to sacrifice themselves. And That's right. um, we're here as united and with faith. What's going to lead us in the next step? We're going to take back our United States. We are going to be the proud leaders of America. But most importantly, we will be united to help other countries so it doesn't happen to them either. Correct. Absolutely. David, you want to add anything to that? Well, well, sure. I, I think out of uh, all, all the bad things that happened, um, uh, the great theft is what I call the great theft. Absolutely. It, it looks like it's turning around. So every time something bad happens, something good comes out of it. And it looks like this was the wake-up call that, that the world needed and the United States needed. Now, if you really stop and think about why commit fraud if you're not going to win. Right. It makes no sense. That's right? right. Exactly. Now, here's the other thing. It's average Americans like you, Gary, Catherine, Greg, myself. It's not government trying to fix the problem. It's we the people. That's right. That's what we need. We need the average American to get up. I mean, we're not in a revolution with muskets anymore. We're in a revolution with computers and cell phones. Absolutely. And we need people to wake up, to get off that couch, and, and to be active in their in their communities, in politics. Absolutely. Yeah. Folks, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick three-minute break. I'm just going to play two videos back-to-back. -back. I've seen many of you want that one clip replayed. I'm going to go ahead and replay it. Then I'm going to play. Give us each just another break. When we come back, it's all dedicated to you and your questions. It's easier for me to see your questions and put it on the screen if you're on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitch. That's where it's going to be easiest. I'm going to play that one clip for you again and get your questions ready. And uh, we're going to let the guys answer you directly. You're, familiar, you're from Germany. You're familiar, familiar with the German uh, situation. Do you think that this voter fraud or election fraud, that it's limited just to the United States or some uh, banana republics? Or is it also something that uh, can happen in the EU and, and actually can happen in a country like Germany? 
I think it can happen in most countries. Um, it has happened in Germany, definitely. Um, we have seen the last election um, that was, we had the federal election on the same day we had the uh, election uh, to the Parliament of Berlin. And um, this is now being questioned. And, um, you know, as far as I see and what we have heard, um, now there, this election might be um, rehearsed and we have to do it an, another time um, because even the most ardent uh, defenders of um, the election have found out that um, this election can't be considered valid. We had uh, constituencies where we had 170% more votes than voters and um, even deceased people could vote and have voted. And we've got all the right in the world on our side and there ain't no reason to be afraid. And there ain't no reason to not take the challenge dead on. Because I'm going to tell you who we come from, folks. We don't come from some weak, jellyback, spineless people. That's not who we come from. None of us. And it doesn't matter what color you are, what nation your folks hail from, how much money you got. We all share the same name. We are Americans. And at Bunker Hill, there was Americans. And at Fredericksburg and Gettysburg, there was Americans. And at Iwo Jima, Raising that flag on Sarabachi, it was Americans. And at Porkchop Hill, it was Americans. Quezon, it was Americans. And on 9-11, there was Americans who ran towards those burning buildings. That is who you share your heritage with. You do not share your heritage with a weak and ineffective people who cower at the side of trouble. You share your heritage with a strong and brave people who are determined to hold on to their freedom and for the freedom of future generations. Guys, it's time for us to stand up and be that generation. It's time for us to stand strong and proud to remember who we are, that we are Americans. And as long as we stand as the vanguard of freedom in this nation, Freedom will survive. Not only survive, but fly. So, guys, it's time to put on a packs. It's time to fix those bayonets. It's time to get ready. We got a fight on our hands. And our fight is not for us, for all those generations that's going to come behind us. Let's save America, folks. We hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay, gentlemen, here we go. Here's the first question. Jen T. Barb on Twitch is asking, can they please re-explain what they witnessed and what caused them to speak up? All right, I'll start. So in, in August... Uh, the primary, the 2020, uh, David Lauda, which is right next to me, told me what I'm going to witness. Uh, he's been doing it for 22 years, uh, checking out the mules. He knew who the key players was. He told me, you know, you're going to set up outside, outside the 75-foot mark, and just observe. Observe the tables. Observe the players that are there. You're going to witness Balaharsi. You're going to witness forgery, conspiracy, uh, payoffs, and the line goes on. So I believed him. I set up. I was in my car with our cameras already rolling. And within an 
after the city itself turned off the cameras within 15 <clears throat> minutes, the first crime started happening and recording and just went on like that for days, the whole day. Then I went to another polling station because in San Luis, Arizona, we have two. The other one's the library, which is the county camera, which is still on, but yet they didn't care. I was not even 15 minutes on the other one and crime, illegal ballots, acts, you name it, recorded. So throughout the day, I sent it to David Lada. David sent it to the county recorder, county recorder, the sheriffs, and within a few days, I got called in to the FBI to a special location for a deposition and then passing them off of all the videos, 23 videos that we have. Then from there, this is where it led us up to speaking up. Now, David's is much different because he's been here for 22 years. He's a strong patriot, conservative, and I'll let him talk. So, David, that's a good point. I'm just going to put this up because it flows naturally. People uh, want you to explain your background again. I think it's very important to this to tell people your background and, and how you even figured this out, because you're the impetus. This is your work we're witnessing. Let's talk about that. Very well. Well, first, I'm just an average American. There is nothing special about me. When I came to San Luis in 1986, there was about 1,100 population, small community. And it didn't take long for me to see how this community really moved around the Hispanic leaders, which I call the warlords and the nonprofits. The first election that I was involved with was in 2000. This is a local election. Right. And that's when I, when I, and I explained before, that's when I realized people were talking about one person handling five, six, you know, 10 ballots. That's what clicked. I always thought it's one person, one vote. How right. One person handles so many ballots. That's what, that's what got me interested. And it took me several elections. I lost about 10 or 12 elections in a row, but it was a learning process. You know how people think, you know who the players are, you know how they move. And it's very subtle. I mean, th this theft it just didn't happen now. It, it took many, many years to get it to this level. And right. every election, it was perfection a little more, a little more, a little more, until they got it just right, and that's how the great theft happened. So for to understand how it actually started here in San Luis, Arizona, there's case law that David knows and it's going to be funny because the name of this person, you'll hear later of a comment that asked us, did that person leave the country oh. to go to La Cabo? So I'll let David set that case law for you. In, in, in 1997, the, the current supervisor, the chairman of the board of supervisors for Yuma County, and who's the director for this nonprofit, Comité Benestar, this is the first time he ran for supervisor for this county, in this district, in this district. And the incumbent was Clyde Cummings, Republican. Well, the, the election was decided, uh, it went for Clyde coming to Republican, but Tony Reyes lost by 30 votes. And in the challenge, Tony Reyes challenged the election in Yuma County Superior Court, and the challenge was based on 30 mail-in ballots, the, the question about uh, the signatures. He actually questioned the signature. So, I mean, you talk about hypocrisy. Now, when it went, to, it went to court here, he lost. Then it went all the way up to the Arizona Supreme Court. So the Arizona Supreme Court said, well, there are irregularities. The county recorder could not verify the signatures, so we're going to have a redo. It was another special election two years later. From that point on, he realized county recorders are flooded with late earlies. Those are the early ballots, mail-in ballots, that come in the last day. Right. So the tsunami of votes, and they can't verify that many signatures in such a short a time with just a few uh, employees. 
So, that's gentlemen, just a question I thought about. Were both, were both of you always Republicans? Say again? Were both of you always Republicans? What was your history as a voter, as an American citizen, political affiliation-wise? Uh, and, and if you made a change, when did it change I'll, and why? I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> go he, he, he wasn't. <laughs> both of my parents came from Mexico, okay? and they came here legally. Okay, they, they, they came here legally, but they were traditional Mexicans. You know, traditional family culture, uh, family, religion. The the good old-fashioned American values are good old-fashioned Mexican values in Mexico. Well, you're and, right. And they, were always, they were my parents were always anti-welfare, food stamps. We never received anything. You, you earn your wages through your hard work. That's how I was raised. So when I turned 18 and uh, born and raised in California, I went to the post office to, to register for the selective service. Uh-huh. And they had the voter registration forms there. So I filled it out as a Republican because all I knew then is the Republicans were the party of the non-freeloaders. The Democrats were the welfare food stamp recipients. So I said, I'm not going to belong to that party. I'm, I want to be a Republican, and I've been a Republican ever since. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, Gary, your turn. Well, hold on. Before we <clears> – David's <throat> being modest. David, please tell them all – all your work that you've done for the Republican Party in Arizona. My, what kind of awards you got? Well, my my father, I mean, he already passed away. He actually donated, he actually donated an office space uh, many years ago to the Republican Party free of charge. And here, here in South County, we actually uh, were able to get the, we were a few months short of being the first Hispanic Republican women's club in the nation. This is uh, for Bush, the re-election, uh, 43. Uh, it was New Mexico that beat us by like three months. So it was the first in the, in the, in the state of Arizona, yeah, Republican women, Hispanic. And I won uh, best state worker from the county, uh, in the state, precinct. All the awards you can think of at the state level, I won, which was really heartbreaking because that's how I realized all the backdoor deals that are really, the Republican Party is not really fighting for the average American. No, we're average Americans. So go ahead, tell me your story. This is kind of fun. <laughs> Mine's different. You know, like I said, um, I was just born in Texas. My dad was military army. He was stationed right there in El Paso, so Chico's Tacos. Um, moved to uh, Washington State. My uncle was a director of PSNS, so right there in Bremerton, Washington. Uh, grandpa was a doctor on on a Navy ship. So we just stayed there, you know, very conservative in a conservative area, but we know Washington State overall is, is a little bit liberal, as you can say. Um, uh, uh, just just a little bit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> un poquito, un poquito. Mucho más, por favor. Uh, my mom's actually from Sinaloa, and so my dad got married in El Paso. Well, my mom became Republican, not because of the Hispanic descent that we're seeing in Washington State, but because she believed <clears throat> to working hard as well. She didn't believe in food stamps. She didn't believe in getting a handout because that's the way we were raised. You know, right. sports, football, basketball, baseball. Wasn't the best in, in, uh, in schooling. I actually, my sister was, but I was glad to play sports in Washington State because you had to have a, a B average. So yeah, in that way, it helped me out. So when I graduated, you know, I was all state. I had an opportunity to be graduate with uh, honors 3.6 GPA, which it was tough for me because I love playing sports. Right. I had an opportunity to go to college, international business, minor marketing, but I never let down uh, being a Republican. I was right. always there. 
Uh, you didn't see me always at these rallies because, you know, when you got to go to college, you got to work, you got to play sports. You don't right. have a lot of time for yourself. And you were always close niche family. Me and my sister, that's all he has. My sister was born in Mexico. She came down here. I would say she's more Republican than I am. She sends me all these links, all these backdoor chatters, all these bloggers. I mean, nonstop. She's the one that actually told me when I decided to run, make sure to jump on Win Red. I didn't even know what that was. Awesome. It's a big donor. But right. I, I, she was border patrol. There's a story really? from my sister. You know, she Fantastic. But uh, her first day in the field here in, uh, in Yuma County, she was more towards the Calexico sector. So first time using night goggles. So all if you know our area, it's all sand dunes towards that way. So they were recording her live. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm chasing, I'm chasing, I'm chasing. Oh, I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him. And she said something in Spanish, like, you know, bad word, like, equally. I'm just going to live like that. And they didn't hear that. Helsing, Helsing, Helsing. Well, she didn't realize there was a big old drop in the, in the, in the sand dunes. And she literally hit it, rolled down. Yeah. So when she got up, they're like, just come back to base. And then she got back. She was all good, but she was just all, all duttered. Well, they said, hey, come here. We got something to show you. They played her, played the audio back. And like, oh, yeah. And then they added like, you know, oh, smack. You know? <laughs> They're like, now you're going to stay in the office. That's where you're going to stay. So she stayed there. Uh, she was blessed to have another baby. And she decided to stay home, take care of the baby, study nursing. That woman is strong. But it's the way that we were raised. You know, always better yourself, better your family, and better your nation. She became a registered nurse. And she got pregnant again and decided to stay home and take care of her four, four boys. And Fantastic. She is my hero. You know, my Fantastic. dad is my hero, but my sister is my hero. She's older than me, and I respect her. I love her. But, you know, I got to make sure my family, my, my uh, neighbors, my country, my community is number one. And that's why I'm in this fight. You know, I think of the family values that my dad brought to me. And I can imagine everyone else here, you know, it, it, it really saddened me to see our country get sold out like this. And when's your race? You're you're running. Mm -hmm. And remind folks what you're running for and when does your primary come up? I'm running for a state senator in the new uh, redistrict number 23. Um, it's basically Yuma, south of Yuma, Somerton, Gadsden, San Luis, Gila Bend, uh, south of uh, Buckeye, Goodyear. Right. Mountain, um, Illroy, south of uh, Casa Grande, all the way to Tohono Tribe, uh, Xavier, which is the bottom of Tucson, Ajo, and then uh, Cocopa uh, Sovereign Nations. So I consider myself, I've deemed it as the southern border uh, senator because everything that's covered by Democrats, right, congressional Democrats, is what's happening in our area. Just we know in Yuma County itself, open borders, right? No. And now ballot harvesting. Well, all this happens when there's elected elected officials that are illegitimate for fraud. This is That's why right. our nation is coming through <clears throat> Yuma County and going throughout the whole state. So only imagine how it will work on a world's atmosphere. Yeah, we've got to, we've got to fix this. Gentlemen, here's an interesting question. Johnny Katz asking on Facebook, have you had any threats against your life since the movie was released? I can tell you physically, I've had a lot of calls from Mexico when I was going to the border and recording all these illegal people crossing in Spanish, telling them how much they spent, where they come from, where they were staying. I got a little threats uh, from numbers on WhatsApp through different Hispanic numbers. 
I just never answered. Then I started getting private calls after that. Now, when we went towards the battle of harvesting, we're known for intimidation locally. I welcome him. You know, at the end of the day, I believe in God. He's going to be taking care of me. And I know the justice system will make sure I'm safe. But I am smart. I do have cameras all over. I do have everything I need to make sure my family's safe, number one. David, what about you? What's going on? Have, have, have you had pushback? Have you had threats? When, when you've been doing it so long, you, you always run the risk. It's always there. Right. Nothing has happened. I had dinner uh, with a couple of uh, cops here from, from San Luis. And now they told me to be more vigilant, be more on guard. Uh, they didn't say in a way to scare me, but they just said, you're ruffling now with big feathers, so you really better be cautious and just be on guard. They actually even recommended me buying a gun. I don't have a gun. But they actually recommend, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Maybe uh, like the old saying that uh, weakness draws wolves. And, and uh, I think you stand firm. Yes, you'll, you'll always have somebody targeting you, but right. if you demonstrate you're, you're afraid, I think that's how you deal with bullies. And, and these are criminal bullies. And through, through fear, you will never see freedom. Right. Little by little, you'll start losing freedom. And to me, I love my freedom. I want this nation to be free. So it's just normal people willing to stick up and not worry about this fear to have freedom in this United States. Yeah. Just think about everyone that's given it for us. I think Absolutely. I think Gary, people are asking, you're running state, not federal, or are you running federal? State. State. Okay. Go ahead, David. Sorry. No, I was going to say in the movie, uh, Greg, Greg Phillips, I think, uh, mentioned it the best way. He said, on the other side of fear is freedom. Right. That's exactly it. Very true. Here's one for you. I, I think it's interesting. Several of my regular uh, friends here said, she did a quote, says, we're bringing the left schemes to light. We're bringing the left schemes to light in Arizona. Ballot harvesting schemes will not be tolerated in my state, not when I'm AG and not when I'm senator, tweeted by Bernabich about an hour ago. BS uh, or what? Okay, well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, he came to Yuma yesterday. Yep. And he did not want to talk to us. Um, His prosecuting agent in court, we both uh, went up to him, and they did not want to talk to us. So if there's BS, it's it's on his end. Uh, yeah, that's literally, true. Li that's literally. true. Um, it, it, he is full of shit. That's all there is to it. Gary? Well, let's just use your slogan of the show. Cut the crap. That's right. You he, want, he, if you're a man, you'll come talk to us, because at the end of the day, you put on the AP press, that was a write-in that gave you the videos. Just say my name. My name is Gary Snyder. I run for state senator. Me and David are the reason that you even have a lifeline in the in this run for U.S. Senate. That's right. Do your job or go your ass and take it back to China. And you you might not be from China, but I don't care. Go back to China. He <laughs> is he is really just nuts. And I know you said the other night, I had asked you the other night when we were talking, you said maybe there's one, two, three, four, five percent of really good politicians out there. Did I hear that right the other night, David? That, that is exactly it. And, and what happens is the, the honest ones are cowards. And that's why I say there's maybe one or two percent that are really honest, loyal, hardworking. I mean, they're dedicated for this country because in reality, to be an American, it's really nonpartisan. Right. And, and, and I think George Washington hit it right on the head when he said that the best way to divide a country is, you know, bring in uh, parties. So to be an American, it's not about Republican or Democrat or Libertarian. It's about freedom and the Constitution. And let's let's uh, let's just 
focus on this one thing. Everyone that's listening, everyone that's commenting, we did this not because of the Republican movement. We did this because it's our vote as a nation to keep our republic free. It's party agnostic. It doesn't matter what side you're on. Right. Right. Both sides have done it forever. Now they just got caught. And now we're going to find out where the money's coming from. And it leads towards Republican money. We do this because we want our country to be free. David didn't work 22 years of his life being ostracized as a single most hated man here in San Luis, Arizona, except me now, number two. I want to make sure where it is a badge of honor. Yeah, yes, I want to make sure that people understand this is no party issues. This is about free elections and whoever's voting actually gets elected, That's right. not chosen, not put in advance without any schemes. That's all we're asking. And you see the left or you see some Republicans on the right, which are the rhinos getting all nervous to talk about it. Why? All we're asking is something simple. Free elections. That is it. I don't know how hard it is. Absolutely. But when you got something going on in the background, yeah, of course you're going to get a little offended because that's your money. That's your background deals. That could be your new yacht or your new house. We don't know. David, I'm going to give you the last word as we wrap for this evening. What do you want to share with everybody out there? What I want to share is Gary was at the state capitol a few days ago when uh, Catherine and Greg were at the Senate hearing talking about election integrity and they demonstrated the, the, uh, the program, the pings and so forth. And Gary was there. I saw it, I saw it on, the, on the recording. The elected officials from Yuma County that were there on camera is, is political theater. They look like they're so pro-election integrity. No. They are linguini-spined flip-floppers. When they're here, they're cowards. They hide under the bed. When they're over there in the cameras, or they, they pretend to be the heroes, two-faced. And it's funny, you can use one of those video clips that was actually at the hearings where the guy certifies that he knows there's been fraud. Right. So he's been here for how many? Almost six years on, on the House Representative and guaranteed there's frauds, but yet you're elected official and you can't do nothing about it. Come on. Cowards. Get off the seat and get some work done. Come over here and knock some doors yep. in San Luis. Record something. Help us out over here. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I Gentlemen. People love you. I'm just telling you what's obvious. You know what? You're heroes. You're you're doing what's right. You're standing up. You are prime examples of what it means to be a red, white, and blue American. David, I uh, admire you for not giving up. This is a horrible fight, but to have, have to do this for 22 years to fight this crap, right? And never give up. We owe you uh, a huge debt. Uh, the people love you. And I just want to make sure you uh, understand that we acknowledge what you've done for this country and continue to do for this country. And we just want to say thank you so very much. Thank you. We're noticing Good. everyone putting what they can do. We only ask for two things. One, in your own county, your own cities, stand up. The early ballots is what the issue is. You need to get together. We started over here in Yuma County, uh, the shadow gatherers. This is why I vote for Jim Lehman, because he's helped us since the beginning financially. He's been helping us for the new group that we have, shadow gatherers, 50 volunteers. He's got us 
cameras. He's got his generators. He's got his fans to sit out in our cars to observe for the next 45 days for 24-hour shifts. We have eight shifts of two people at the ballot boxes throughout Yuma County to record and observe. And obviously, true to the vote, we're talking to them to see if they can help us out with uh, geo-tracking those boxes because we want to see the crime rate go down to zero. That's right. That's Absolutely. all we want to ask for. And the second one is make sure to follow Jovan because he is a true American right. you're, you're and the hero. You're he the hero. cuts the crap <laughs> to the crap. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We're glad and honored yeah, to be on to his show. But what we're really, really glad and honored is everyone that comes on and listens to all of his guests. We're here for you guys. Spread the word. It is our civic duty to stand up for our nation because it is the greatest nation ever. When you start with your video, you have clips of the American Revolution. Yes. I mean, if we go back in history, I mean, the, the, the revolution we took on, I say we because I'm an American, we took on the best arm and train army, which is the, the British. Right. And we were hungry, ragged. I mean, and we took them on barefooted and, and we won. So if we, we did, did it, it, we can do it now. It all comes down to this. Exactly. Right Amen. here. Amen. Right gentlemen, here. Thank you so very much. I'll have a great weekend. Thank you so right. very much. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, gentlemen. All right. Have a good Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut the crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Bon Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut the crap. Hey there. Think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision, since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to... We've got all the right in the world on our side. And there ain't no reason to be afraid. And there ain't no reason to not take the challenge dead on. Because I'm going to tell you who we come from, folks. We don't come from some weak, jellyback, spineless people. That's not who we come from. None of us. And it doesn't matter what color you are, what nation your folks hail from, how much money you got. We all share the same name. We are Americans. And at Bunker Hill, there was Americans. And at Fredericksburg and Gettysburg, there was Americans. And at Iwo Jima, raising that flag on Sarabachi, it was Americans. And at Porkchop Hill, there was Americans. Quezon, there was Americans. And on 9-11, there was Americans who ran towards those burning buildings. 
That is who you share your heritage with. You do not share your heritage with a weak and ineffective people who cower at the sign of trouble. You share your heritage with a strong and brave people who are determined to hold on to their freedom and for the freedom of future generations. Guys, it's time for us to stand up and be that generation. It's time for us to stand strong and proud to remember who we are, that we are Americans. And as long as we stand as the vanguard of freedom in this nation, Freedom will survive. Not only survive, but fly. So guys, it's time to put on a packs. It's time to fix those bayonets. It's time to get ready. We got a fight on our hands. And our fight is not for us. For all those generations that's going to come behind us. Let's save America, folks. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But you know what? If we lost the election, we know when we lose. If I lost the election, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Seriously. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we gotta get those routers, please. Get up! Routers. Come on, Kelly, we can get those routers. Those routers. Wow. If you got those routers, what that will show. And they don't want to give up the routers. They are fighting like hell. Why are these commissioners fighting not to give the routers? How simple could it be? That will tell the truth. And they don't want to give up the routers. What are they trying to hide? And I say it, and I'll say it, because the easiest way of cheating is to throw them away. That's easier. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we gotta get those routers, please. Get up! It's so unfair. It's so unfair. It's so ridiculous. I, I'll be honest, though. Look, we all like to win. If I lost this election, I could handle it pretty easily. What? Run in 24, sir. You're gonna win. And I say, wait a minute, I just won six months ago. The big lie, they call it. Those trends are unproven. And knowing what happened in the election is a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a good thing. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we gotta get those routers, please. Get up! If you think about cancel, everything about cancel culture, they want cancel culture. But what they don't want to do is anything having to do with the 2020 election. We have no press. We have no voice. They almost got away with it. They may have gotten away with it. And I've got to tell you, I've got to say this. I've never said it before, but I've always thought it. I get along with Putin because that's a good thing, not a bad thing. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we gotta get those routers, please. Get up! Get up! <laughs>
I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my standard size MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size MyPillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regular $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Started this thing in early 2020. Said we'd be here, but no one listened to me. Biden said he'd end COVID if elected, but his response has just been plain pathetic. Mandates, boosters, shutting down our kids' schools. They must think that we're all a bunch of fools. Pfizer CEO is raking in the money. Well, I don't really think it's very fun. You told us 15 days and we could slow the spread That was two years ago Now you say get the vaccine so we will end up dead A, B, C, D, E, F, U And your mask and your stupid little vax And your booster shot and your Omicron Fuck you and your jab and the fucking Wuhan lab And your vax passports I need for you to hear this When you're in prison It will feel like pure bliss You think you're a king In charge of my body The constitution says That's really naughty You promised a vaccine And it would be the end All of that was a lie Now you're on shot four But it doesn't stop the spread A, B, C All of you. 